This show is brought to you by listeners and viewers like you. EvanX.com Tesla Accessories, our TeslaOwnersOnline.com community, and our Patreon supporters at Patreon.com slash TeslaOwnersOnline. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome again to another episode of the Tesla Owners Online Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Page. Uh, Tonight is a very special night, and if those of you who are watching on the uh, YouTube channel, well, you'll see a little bit larger cadre of people that we normally have. We have Eric and Ian joining us, and I also have my friends Kenneth Bacor and Ryan McCaffrey also joining us tonight. Tonight is, as I said, very special because for two reasons. One of them is this is our 100th episode, so I thought I would bring in a few more people to uh, to talk about that. But more importantly, and I think this is the big one, today happens to be the fifth anniversary of the Model 3 reveal. So, of course, Twitter's been alive and talking about that. So I thought I would get um, everybody's opinion as to... Uh, what happened that night and, uh, you know, in the subsequent five years since the car has been released. So, uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, we will get to uh, viewer, listener, and questions next time because, you know, with this many people on, we just don't have time uh, to handle all that stuff. Um, I should also mention that Ryan does have a hard out time, so uh, he will be on the podcast as long as he can be. So we're super appreciative of him and his busy time for him to join us again. Um, I brought Ryan on because uh, he, unlike the rest of us, was not at the Model 3 reveal event, so I want his impressions of that. And Ken, of course, is joining us, uh, because, uh, you know, when uh, when I started this whole Model 3 business, uh, Ken and I had done a show called Model 3 Owners Club Show, and, uh, of course, we spent the better part of two years anticipating the Model 3, so it was kind of fun to go back in time and, uh, and talk about that. So, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for joining us. So let's uh, let's get into it. So, uh, as I said, today was the 50th anniversary of the Model 3 reveal event, which was on uh, March 31st, 2016. And uh, let's start with you, Ryan, because you were there that night. You were very fortunate to get an invite. Um, so yeah. why don't you tell us a little bit about how the event came about? Like, how did you get an invite? How did it come about? What was the, uh, the event like? And then we'll kind of go from there. Well, I'll tell you, I had a hell of a 24-hour run with that. It That was a very, very memorable moment in my Tesla life because, uh, you know, we were all expecting the Model 3 unveiling. We just didn't know when. You know, Tesla tends to give pretty short notice for these things when they do announce them. And uh, I was actually on a family trip in Hawaii, a pre-arranged oh, yeah, family right. trip. I remember that. And, the, and, you know, we and I was supposed to be there through for another few days i think it was it was like it was towards the end of the trip but not not like the last day it might have been the second to last something like that it was towards the end but and so i had a decision like okay i at one point i thought uh because actually i wasn't even really thinking about the event i was my focus was on getting my reservation because that was you know this was the car i'd been waiting for you know i'd started the podcast at that point a little less than a year before, but I'd been dreaming about about the cheaper Tesla for years before that. So it's like I had to get my reservation. So one at one point, and I know this is like the most first world thing of all time. Let me let me stop and pause and recognize the privilege at work here. But I was fortunate enough to be in Hawaii with my extended family. And so my first thought was, okay, well, I could I could just island hop to the Tesla store in Honolulu, line up there, get my reservation and go back and rejoin the family. Uh, and then I've, I actually don't remember. I guess I, I had a media badge because actually it was just digging through. I posted some pictures up on Twitter and Instagram today 
I had a media badge, so I guess it must have just been that since at the time there was a Tesla PR department, they knew of me uh, from, from the podcast because I that was not that was my second Tesla event. I was my first Tesla event was the Model X launch in September of 2015. That was so a crazy party. That was it was so packed. It was there were and it started very late. That was I think they learned some lessons from that one. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so I think I was I already had a little bit of an in at that point with the PR team. And so I was fortunate to get the invite. So then it was decision time. Like, I, you know, I knew this was just like a once in a lifetime kind of moment. I mean, you know, a lot of people might out there would go, you're silly to leave a family trip in Hawaii. And, you know, for me, it's I, I can go back to Hawaii if I am so fortunate, but I wouldn't get another chance to go see this car that I'd been already excited for and waiting for for a long time in person as it rolled out on stage to the world for the first time. So I flew home early. I flew <laughs> home early. Uh, and my intention was to try and get a bit of sleep, get up like in the middle of the night and go to a local Tesla store. We're fortunate to have many here in the San Francisco area and camp out for the rest of the night and you know try to be towards the front of the line and get a get a reservation right away. Couldn't really sleep. So at about 1230, I went down uh, to what ultimately was the, the te- one of the Tesla stores in Palo Alto. And uh, I was the 14th person in line. <laughs> the people in f- the first group of people had already started a clipboard with a sign in so that if you needed to step away to use a facility or go get something, you're, you know, it was very orderly and organized and polite and respectful and um, had a had a great time talking to those people. I did eventually get to sleep. I brought a sleeping bag. Uh, thankfully, we have very very moderate weather here in the in the Bay Area, particularly Palo Alto is just particularly gorgeous. And it was March 31st, so it was uh, spring. And uh, yeah, just had a great time getting to know those people. And then about, I think, 10.04 a.m., I believe, once the doors opened, I got a reservation, went back to my house, packed my bag, <laughs> and went to the airport and flew to L.A., uh, again, fortunate geography was on my side. It's just a quick 50 minute hop from San Francisco to LA and then went over to the event that night, very tired, but very energized. And that was a, that was such a fun night. I was, you know, I was, I was pretty close to the stage, not right up front, but uh, just off to the left and, and just got to watch as Elon introduced this thing I'd been waiting for. And again, you know, I, I'd put down a thousand dollars on a car I had never seen to that point. And so I was like, I hope I like it. And then when it rolled out on stage, I was like, okay, I like it. It's, it's, it's definitely nice. And, and then getting to ride in the, I rode in the, they were giving rides in two cars, the silver alpha prototype and the matte black alpha prototype. I was in the silver one with the white interior and uh, it was just surreal to be in it. And it was just a whirlwind day for me that I'll never forget in my, in my Tesla life. And, had so much fun. And, and the thing is I waited two years and four months for my car and anytime it comes up, which it doesn't really anymore. Cause nobody thinks about, you know, there's no waiting list like there used to be. And, but if it ever comes up, I always tell people it's a lot of things in life, in my opinion, that you wait that long for the pro the thing doesn't live up to the anticipation That's when you've right. been waiting that long, but that car absolutely lives up to it i love that thing and it was worth the wait 
Well, especially for you because you were waiting for the performance car because obviously yeah. the Model 3 when it first came out was long range only. Yeah. And I was in the same boat. I was ready to buy a Model 3 as soon as it came out, but I was like, oh, I really wanted the performance car. So I had to wait extra long. I mean, you you waited until, what was it? Uh, it was July of 2018 you got I range, was right? Yeah, I was very fortunate. I had uh, I had an early reservation, but then I had a friend of mine who an engineer at Tesla at the time, he had made two employee reservations for himself, which are given utmost priority. He gave me one of those that he, he wasn't going to use it ultimately. Uh, and, and so I was one of, one of the actual first performance deliveries, not literally the first, but yeah, July uh, 20 or July 30th of, uh, of, 2018 yeah. was was my big day. <laughs> I remember Ian and I called you. <laughs> That's yeah, right. I remember I, that. I, yeah, yeah we were standing in the street in St. Andrew's Bellevue. We were talking <laughs> to you. Right. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. We were having dinner. I said, let's call Ryan. I mean, he's probably yeah. getting his car right about now. That was fun times. Um, the other thing that I remember from your uh, test ride, um, and I don't think it was you that videoed it. Somebody else did, but I, I recognized no, I the did. voice. I videoed my it? whole ride, okay. and I used it in the podcast, and yeah. Okay, so... The one thing I remember is that you rode with uh, Doug Field. Yes, he was driving the Silver Alpha prototype. I'm not sure what who was driving Matt Black one. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Doug Field was the chief engineer on the Model 3 project at the time. And I remember you, Ryan, you had asked them specifically about what was overhead. So what were your That questions? and also, like, yeah, I asked what, what configuration that co prototype was. It was a dual motor prototype uh which again you know wouldn't come to be made in production until july of 2018 but yeah he uh <laughs> i he said that you know they would do basically the same options as the model s at the time which was panoramic roof fixed glass roof or metal roof and ultimately we only got one of those which yeah. is fine <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you on that i think in a lot of cases it was probably just an, a matter of overcomplication. maybe you know plans sure. probably obviously changed at that point so I'm very glad. I mean, in a lot of ways, what we got with the Model 3 was exactly what they showed. Minor, you know, some minor differences, you know, with the cup holders and the door handles. But by and large, we got exactly what they showed, which is which is awesome. Which, um, you know, Model Y is exactly the same thing. When they brought out the Model Y, we got exactly what they showed. So I think in a lot of ways, any future cars we get, hopefully, you know, you know, barring some minor changes and stuff, uh, it bodes well for the future. Um, I mean, that's always been the beauty part about Tesla, right? Is And Elon has made a... a public point about this on multiple occasions is they don't show concept cars that are super awesome and then the thing you actually buy is a crappier nerfed version of it like they they will deliver what they show you yeah um in the i remember in the case of the the three i fell in love with the what we know what we now know as the sport wheels on that silver That's alpha right. prototype right away i was like mm -hmm. those are gorgeous wheels i want those and on the prototypes, they were 20-inch wheels. And when Model 3 went into production, they did make those wheels, but only a 19-inch version. So, and to me, it just, it didn't look quite right. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd had this first impression with the prototype. And to me, it just fit the car perfectly. And uh, and I remember thinking, I remember wondering and just hoping, oh, I hope they make them in a 20. And thankfully, they ultimately did. So again, they did deliver on all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the what was the red non-drivable prototype had the Uber turbine wheels, Correct. and of course those were shelved for like the longest time. And eventually, until the Model got, Y, till the Model Y, and now of course you can get. I mean, the performance Model Threes now come with it too. So obviously, I mean, whatever they kind of show does make it. It just may not be on day one. So 
almost. The only thing that disappointed me is all uh, those, both those cars had staggered setups. And you can actually see that if you watch the That's reveal right. video. You notice the, the rear tires. And we were able to confirm it later with specs. Um, and they even put them in the owner's manual. I don't know if you guys remember, mm -hmm. but the very first edition of the owner's manual that dropped online showed an optional rear stagger. And it, it vanished without a trace. And then strangely, a bunch of them showed up on eBay. With no explanation, yeah, it was yeah, some weird that. dude oh, yeah, from a shady right. garage that was was. I almost them bought a eBay. set because yeah, one of, it was it was in Oakland, which is just over yeah. the bridge here. And I was yeah. like, because I was like, I don't know if Tesla is going to actually make these. Maybe I should buy these to put them <laughs> on my car. And mm -hmm. thankfully, I didn't. It worked out. No, but you have yeah. the zero Gs now, right? Those are nice. Yeah, which uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. extremely happy with. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I love those things. Um, any other observations from that night uh, that you could share that uh, maybe mm, you hadn't thought about in a while? You know, uh, when I was looking through my pictures this morning, one little detail about the car. I mean, everybody knows the so the, the paint job on that silver Alpha oh, prototype yeah. particularly was <sighs> an incredible. I don't know a lot about paint job and like how many stages and all that stuff, but it was like when the when the actual Model Three came out, the the silver that Tesla offered at the time on all then three of the cars. It just looked awful in comparison. And I remember thinking, like, seeing silver Model 3s and just thinking they looked bad because I'd had this picture <laughs> yeah. yes. of the silver Alpha prototype with its job on it. Um, but I've kind of come around on it since because it's, it's you know, it's been gone for so long. Yeah. Where, where mm -hmm. a silver one around town now, which, again, San Francisco area, many Teslas. I do see silver ones, and I'm like, you know what? It, it looks good. It's like it's a good-looking yeah, color. It's a shame they, can't, they killed the color because I, I know a lot of people would like to see it come back. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. But um, so there's that, and then the, the couple of the details, I I do, I really do prefer, not in like a drastic way. I mean, the car that we got looks beautiful, but they softened the nose on the Model 3 in, for, for production a little bit. If you look at pictures of yeah. that silver Alpha prototype, it really like – comes to a point mm -hmm. and it, i think it's like it's more aggressive looking and really looks good i'm a big fan of that uh that didn't make it to production but yeah the, the one other thing that i totally forgot about until looking at my pictures this morning i had a picture of um one of the wheels uh like ian was just talking about and uh the the sport wheel that i had fallen in love with instantly and the the center hub the black center hub was on that prototype carbon they fiber. were carbon fiber yeah which mm -hmm. i'd completely forgotten about uh because of course you know tesla again they did ultimately sell those as a as a kit on the store if you wanted to put those on and they were really pricey at first like 300 bucks and i think nobody bought them and fairly recently they cut the price on those i don't know exactly off the top of my head what they are now but they're i know they're much more reasonable so again they did they ultimately came through on all that stuff you guys remember how much um, consternation there was on the internet about the single screen and the nose, <clears throat> how controversial it was? I mean, we take it for granted yeah. now because it's normal and we like, you know, everybody was like, oh, center screen. And I'm like, okay, it's, we're so used to it now that it just seems silly in hindsight, right? So I well, think all a lot the memes of with Keanu Reeves, you know, with no mouth and like the whole, like, <laughs> yeah, everybody just went, you know. That was pretty funny days. Um, Ian, you want to uh, chime in on uh, Ryan's observation about the about the silver because you seem to have a little bit of uh, knowledge about the paint, what you think it was? Yeah, I, I right out of the gate, I was kind of surprised 
that they would put, well, I'm not surprised they put on an alpha, but I, I didn't really expect that that would go into production. I was hopeful because it's like everybody else. I was stunned. It's like, oh my God, it looks like so from the future. It's incredible. It's the perfect color for it. You know, and, and our, our, our esteemed guest here who had a stainless steel car must have been thinking, oh, it's the perfect <laughs> continuation of my, my whole, you know, automotive continuum here. But the problem with that finish, yeah, it's called hyper silver. That's what we refer to it in the wheel industry. And it's like um, you use a black base coat with like a translucent, highly reflective, almost like an aluminum foil colored top coat. That's, as I said, it's very slightly translucent. So some of the black comes through and it really gives this contrast wherever you have like an edge or a corner, it just pops. The problem with it is it's horrifically difficult to control in production. Like when we do, like our QC manager wants to have me like taken out, hung, shot, drawn, quartered every time I propose we use the color on a new wheel because it's impossible to get a batch of 100 of them to match. Out of 100 wheels, we sometimes have four batches that we have to line up. It's like the A wheel, the B wheel, the C wheel, so that at least four of them look the same. That's how hard it is. So imagine trying to get every panel on the car. Like look at the difficulties they have with the pearl white. This stuff, I'm telling you, is just, that's why nobody does it. I mean, as a one-off in a custom shop, no problem. But as a production line item, it's brutal. Now, Ryan, you were saying something about you thought or he had talked to somebody or it was something like a $10,000 paint job on that thing. I mean, that was, I, I have no, I don't know where that came from, honestly. Like I I just, you know, I know it would probably be a very expensive custom one-off to, to Ian's point. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's hope for us. I mean... You know, if Mazda can do a really, really nice red, a stock red on their cars, I think there's hope for at least a, 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 that red maybe on the Roadster or a, a variant of, of the red in future cars. I mean, Tesla's going to change their colors up eventually. So anyways, I think there's hope. <laughs> maybe on a lower volume car, they can get away with it. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, uh, to, to put a put a button on the point about, about Tesla delivering on what the prototype is, I remember like I had a wish list for what I was hoping my Model 3 would have. And because again, we didn't know, you know, we were drip fed information through basically through Elon's Twitter for two years, yeah. or at least, well, a year, I guess, this, until it really did a year and plus until it, those, the first batch came, uh, shipped for employees and we started to really learn more. But, you know, I wanted performance. I wanted uh, red brake calipers, aluminum pedals. I wanted, um, white interior which was no the the first run of model threes were black interior only um and those 20 inch stiletto wheels i really i and air suspension yeah that's i the got one thing we everything wanted. everything yeah. i wanted in my model three except that air suspension that's the only thing i didn't get so it's like and and the car i have is i just i love it every single time i take it out like it really it sounds hokey and trite but it's like i really do like every time i get in that car and smash that pedal if I'm, and if I need if I need a, a picker up or it puts it's like it puts an involuntary smile on my face, yeah, Trevor, as I know you yeah. can relate to. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, literally the air suspension is the one thing that they said that they were going to do that hasn't come. I mean, I know some yeah. people will say, "Oh, the trailer hitch didn't happen." Well, it did happen in Europe. Europe, mm -hmm. uh, but not North America. Although you can you know you can add one on third party, anyways, like I do. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm very glad with the way that uh, things turned out. Um, I think I want to turn it over to Ian because he also has an interesting first day reservation story. So, um, Ian, why don't you take it away? Tell us about your experience <laughs> in Montreal. The birth of the Evolve Wear, as it were, how it became a thing. Um, 
Yeah, that was just kind of odd. At the time, of course, you know, our, our beloved Tesla Owners Online Forum didn't exist. So I was a member at TMC, you know, and we were just kind of joking around with ideas. It's like everybody was, you know, those days and months leading up to the reveal were some of the most fun I've ever had in the Tesla community because we're, you know, the Model 3 group at that point was relatively small. You know, we were a bunch of geeks and we were kind of like a little bit isolated from, you know, the S and the X, you know, the royalty of the, the Tesla family. So we're this little gang just, you know, with full of conspiracy theories and nothing else to do. So we'd kick ideas around. And then coming up into the weeks before the event, it was like, well, you know, we're going to line up and we might even actually get a lawn chair and stay outside. You know, most of the people down in the southern U.S. states, whatever, was like, yeah, we'll probably go out the night before and we'll just stand around or we'll, we'll, we'll sit. And here I was up in Montreal and at the time it was still bloody freezing cold. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I ought to camp out. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to camp out. I, obviously, it's so cold up here. I'm going to have to bring a tent, you know, in a sleeping bag, whatever, so I don't die of hypothermia. Uh, and then somebody else came on and started trolling me. It's like, well, if you go out one night, I'm going to get there two nights before, you know, then it's three nights. And it was like on and on and on this went. And I was like, well, no, I'm not going to go three nights. But you know what? Screw it. I'll man up. I'll do two nights. And nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't care. I have no pride. Meanwhile, Bridge is like, you're going to do what? You're going to go like sleep in an industrial park? <laughs> like, are you serious? Are you out of your mind? I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Life is short, right? She's thinking, yeah, you're going to make it shorter. Um, so yeah, I, I decided if I'm going to do it, well, let's have a little fun with it. So I ordered a cheap red tent online from Walmart for 99 bucks. And the, I don't know where the idea came from, but it was like, we should just have some fun with it. You know, like just do a little concept theme. So just kicking around an idea. I said, let's do like a little evolution kind of like to me what my personal story was from going from the caveman you know through the gasoline car stage up up to the next level which was the electric car you know to me this was the miracle that was you know that they could take cavemen like me and convert me to the future so i figured let's do a little theme with that and we'll we'll sticker up the tent and thank god you know it was easy because at work we have um, a full you know marketing graphics department that has like the 2d plotter and they, they cut all the vinyl for me in their spare time whatever like the guys were super nice so they made up all these decals for me so i went home took a bunch of spray glue one night you know in the basement here we go bridge comes downstairs you're nuts you're out of your mind what the hell are you just you know just didn't get it. Anyway, so off I went. And I was just doing this for entertainment. I figured if nothing else, you know, the guys on the forum would get a laugh out of it. So I plunked it down. And sure enough, I was the first guy there. I arrived at 4 p.m. on the, it was a, I think it was a Thursday, right? It was the reveal night. So I think it was 2 p.m. Uh, yeah, 4 p.m. on a Tuesday night. I show up there at Tesla Montreal. And, you know, I, you can see my black A4 at the time. I, I stake my spot, bang drill the tent into the ground on my little piece of grass, which is, by the way, like on a 30-degree angle. You don't really appreciate oh, yeah. it there. But this was real fun to balance all of my <laughs> stuff inside. I had a 12-volt battery, like for all my electronics and everything. I had water and a cooler with food, the whole enchilada in there. So I set up camp, and then I go and put my chair in line, and they had like the little bank teller cords, you know, going away from the front door. So like I, I lock my, my chair in, um, in front there. And that's it. I'm officially the first person. So everybody comes out from the store and they're like, wow. <laughs> says, Dude, you do know it's like two days from now, right? I'm like, yeah, I know. They're like, okay, we got a live one here, you know? <laughs> so I set up camp and then some of the people I was chatting with on, on TMC, uh, this couple, Chris and Bianca, who I'd never met, said, you know what? Maybe we'll join you. And sure to their word, about an hour later, Chris and Bianca show up Um and uh, they set up their tent uh, just across the ways. So at least I had a couple of friends and I felt a little safer. 
And um, yeah, it, the next thing you know, it was a party. And by the next day, more and more people started to show up. By the, the following night, we had about 25, 30 people at Montreal who came to stay. Some of them actually slept in their lawn chairs, like with, with you know, big parkas and, and, uh, and uh, outdoor gear on and uh, sleeping bags and so on. And then finally, by about 4 a.m. on Thursday morning, they started busing people in from like Trois-Rivières, from Quebec City, oh, like wow. the crowd unloaded. Oh, yeah. I remember waking up at around 4.30 and I had earplugs in and I could hear like the crowd. It was a party outside. Like I think a few of them had had a few um, bevies, perhaps, mm-hmm. of the alcoholic nature. And they're just having a great time. And I wake up, I, I crawl out of the tent all cross-eyed, you know, at 5 a.m. Because I've been sleeping in the tent for two nights. And oh, yeah, by the way, I should mention, I had borrowed a sleeping bag from one of Bridget's daughters, who's a big camping enthusiast. She says, I'll hook you up with the right bag. Anyway, throws me one of her sleeping bags. I get down there. It was only at about 3 a.m. on the first night I realized this was her summer sleeping bag, which had like an <laughs> R factor of one. I had no feeling below my hips about three hours into the night. It was like minus five howling wind. Like I thought I was going to die. So I, I thankfully, uh, on a technicality, they let me run over to the local Canadian Tire. I picked up a true Arctic sleeping bag. So the next night I was okay. But yeah, by the next morning, you can see in this picture, the crowd had, you know, we, we had a good 200 people at that point lined up down the street. And by the time I'd gotten in the door, when I'd finally made my reservation at 9 a.m. and walked back out, they were lined up all the way down the road to the Decarry Expressway. I mean, at one point, the local papers were reporting it was about 700 people in line. It was just nuts. We, we were doing counts, right? All the cities were reporting in. I was yeah. doing the line counts every 30 minutes. And I mean, at one point, we had, I think, the second longest line in the world. Wow. That was well, nuts. It, it was you just have crazy. To remember, like Montreal was the only place in Quebec you could order a Tesla. That was the only place. So Correct. obviously, people yeah, came we, from like everywhere. Very much so. Yeah, they, they, it was a huge, huge showing. I mean, uh, I think the the French newspaper La Presse caught it back. They called it uh, the automotive Woodstock in 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 Montreal <laughs> at, mm. that that year. That's what it was, and it truly was. It was just incredible. Even in Palo Alto, the heart of Tesla territory, and there are there were even at the time there were oh, a good half dozen stores, uh, Tesla stores within you know a, an easy drive. Uh, by the morning, by the time the store opened with us too, it, was, it, it went hundreds deep, maybe not quite 700 deep, but yeah, I mean, you know, California is very uh, friendly to Tesla's and it was, it was a sight to see. It was, and that, it, it reaffirmed the decision to just go over at 1230 AM and wait <laughs> rather than, you know, try to be somebody yeah. that shows up at 10 AM and then have to wait in a, in a, you know, 400 person long line. Yeah, Toronto was just as bad too because at the time we had uh, two locations. So we had uh, Lawrence, which was also the service center, as well as uh, Yorkdale Mall. I went to the Lawrence location. I, it was one of those nights, you know, it's just like you're seven or eight years old and you're just hoping on Christmas morning you were going to get your Star Wars toys. And I couldn't <laughs> sleep. So I got up at about, mm, I think I slept maybe until about 1, 1 in the morning. And I said, you know what, what the hell? I, I can't sleep. I might as well go down. So I got in my car, went to the local mcdonald's and ordered one of those large boxes of coffee because i figured you know there might be some people there i might bring some coffee well i showed up and i was about the 12th in line or something like that and by the time tesla had opened the doors um i'd forgotten all about the coffee (laughs) in the car and of course they were serving coffee at that point so anyways it was good times um so anything else ian or i mean here's a picture of ian for those of you watching on youtube (laughs) here's the first guy anybody else actually uh at your tesla location put up a banner or something for you guys to sign did you guys do that no i did they had a big one too big white one (laughs) 
Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a really nice touch. And yeah. I do want to give a shout out to the whole staff at Tesla Montreal. Oh, my God, were they ever amazing? Like during the days while we were, you know, camping out, wide open doors, whatever you guys want, you know, help yourself to the, the yeah, refreshments and everything in the lounge room and, you know, come in, warm up, charge your stuff, whatever you need to do. They were they were utterly fantastic. I, I just remember at the time... Um, uh, Christian, who was running, who was the manager at the time, showing up at the front door. He'd been there since 6 a.m. And he had, he knew there was like a couple of dozen people outside, but he didn't really click. So he, I remember he showing up at the door with like two dozen donuts or something. And then he looks outside and it was Oops. like, he had this, we're going to need a bigger boat moment. He was completely <laughs> blown away. He had no clue what was going on outside. That's pretty crazy. Oh, it was funny. Awesome. Now, just to piggyback off of that for a second to, to kind of bring it full circle, just something that, it doesn't, I feel like this doesn't really happen anymore because the Model 3 is so just sort of volume produced and everybody kind of knows about it now. But my delivery day was at the Fremont Delivery Hub because they used to do factory deliveries, mm-hmm. but they stopped doing that, I think, just for logistics and space. And uh, and so they, they moved over across the freeway, just like a couple miles to another building where uh, with a big parking lot where they could just deliver cars. And my delivery day was was right when production ramped. Because remember, they, they were waiting to build the, the dual motors and the performance models until they hit volume production. They didn't want to introduce any any complications in the production line until they were cranking out cars. And so I just remember, you know, just uh, piggybacking off of what Ian said about that kind of just friendliness and energy of the Tesla staff. When I went over for my delivery, it was later in the, the appointment was for later in the afternoon, like three thirty or four or something. And but just getting there, they were running way behind. It was packed. It was a Sunday, but the the energy, like there were so many people there, and it was like, I think Trevor, you mentioned this a few minutes ago. It really was like the closest thing that that Tesla loving adults had gotten to a childlike Christmas morning moment since you know, in their entire adult lives, because just everybody in there was just like so excited to take delivery because at that point, everybody had been waiting for two years. Nobody at that point had just like, oh, I ordered this last week and got a VIN and here I am. Like everyone had been waiting for so long. And just that that's a that's a I wish other people I mean, I don't wish for Tesla to have two year wait lists anymore. But no, I just I do wish that other Tesla owners could could experience that like anticipatory energy because it really was a special thing that I, I'm grateful to have gotten to be a part of. It it definitely feels different today than it did in the past. I mean, we were excited about the Cybertruck and I, you know, that's obviously my next car and, and I'm really looking forward to that. But it, it just doesn't have that same feel, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it and stuff, but it's not that that like, oh, we've never seen this thing and well, I mean, we didn't see the Cybertruck either, but yeah, the, the Model 3 was just special days. I mean, even for me starting, you know, everything that I'm doing and stuff, it was very different uh, back then than it is today. So I'm with you on that. Um, Eric, I want to hear from you. What was your experience like uh, waiting and ordering your car? Well, um, first, I want to say that I'll feel that sense of long waiting and finally not having to wait anymore when Black Widow comes out this year. Um <laughs> It's been it's been since 2019 Dune, since uh, Dune. I'm waiting for Dune. Oh my gosh! Um, Matrix Four also coming out. Um, so um, my experience. So I, I think I've I've recalled this story before on the show. Um, 
but obviously I'll just recall it now with <laughs> in in such a spotlight. So in 2016, I was uh, it was it was March 30th. Uh, and I was uh, knowing I was going to get up early and go to the Boca Town Center Mall. Uh, and I was living in Delray Beach at the time. So the drive was, I don't know, 20-ish minutes to get from point A to point B. And uh, my anticipation was to get there early in the morning. I mean, I figured I'd get up around 5.30, 6 o'clock, get dressed, you know, head to the mall. And, I, you know, I wouldn't expect to be in a line of 200 people. So I laid down to sleep. Um, like I'm, it's, it's almost like when you're a kid and you realize you're going to Disney the next day, yeah. you're, you're so excited, you're amped up. You really, you really kind of can't sleep. So I finally was able to get my brain to shut off around 1130, uh, on that night. Well, about an hour ish later, <laughs> I wake up and, um, just that feeling of you're late for school, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, and I look at my watch and I realize what time it is. And I'm like, if I fall asleep now, okay. there's a good chance I'm not going to wake up on time. Then I'm going to sleep through my alarm and miss the entire uh, reservation spot. So I said, the heck with this. I'm just going to get dressed. I'm going to sneak out and I'm going to go over to the mall. So I drive to the mall and I'm parking there. And within 30 seconds, another car parks like in the next row over and I'm like, oh hell no! <laughs> so, so I it's like, on. I don't I don't make a mad dash to the door, uh, but I I get out. I kind of like survey the landscape to see who else might be here, and I go to the entryway for the mall, and I just stand there and wait. Now I I was not like Ian. Um, I didn't pack for um, a monsoon. I did not pack for an avalanche. I simply just packed my wallet. Um, <laughs> I had no snacks. I had no water. I, I was just like a man on an island. So I'm there, and the guy comes up behind me. And I'm, I'm, I'm very personable. If you guys have been to like our EV&T events and stuff like that, if, if you come talk to me, I'll talk to you. So the guy comes up behind me, and he's not saying a word for about 10 minutes. First, is, are you here for the Model 3? <laughs> <laughs> So no, I just come here at midnight random. So you guys know me well enough, and our audience has listened to more than one episode knows me. I said, no, I'm here for the iPhone six. <laughs> um, so that was hilarious. Um, so then, very quickly, within an hour's time, people were, were lining up behind us, and oh my god, you're here for the you're, oh my god, what, what time did you get here? What time did you get? Oh my god, what do you? So then there was a guy who tried to sneak in the mall uh, through a service entrance, and then security finds him and then kicks him out. And we were attentive. We see him park. We see him get in. So we know what time he got there. It was about 3 a.m. And he tried to claim that he was there first. And all, everyone in line, like before even I said anything, they actually were like, hell no, man. This guy was first. He was here two hours before you. Get the hell out of here. So anyway, so it's around 9-ish in the morning now. We're fast forwarding. I'm just standing up the whole time. So about 9-ish in the morning, mall security lets us in because it's us and the mall walkers. You know the mall walkers. Here in Florida, they're the – older folks who like to put on their jogging suits and go leave their homes to go to a mall and walk indoors for a few hours. Yeah, that's Florida for you. If you guys are old enough, you might be able to join the club. So so we're finally getting inside, and there's no stanchions yet, uh, or as Ian says, the, the bank teller uh, line barriers. So I get in line, and I'm right there by the gate uh, or the, the glass doors for Tesla, and I see the showroom, and there's not a soul to be seen, right? So I'm like, is this a joke? Are we being punked right now? Like, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm being interviewed by um, Nick Howe, who wrote the the guide for Model S owners. Uh, News, from I ended up News from the Frunk. So I got interviewed by him. Um, and, there, and there was a lot of, I had some friends who ended up showing up later on. But by the time I left, uh, I'll get to my reservation in just a second. But by the time <laughs> I left, I then see these long lines of people that I didn't know were behind me. And count when I was walking out. It probably was about 200 and some odd people uh, waiting in line. So a guy comes down from Tessa right before 10 o'clock. He just said, you guys ready? And everyone's like, oh my God, yes. So he looks to me and goes, you're first. You excited? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've been waiting in line for like almost 10 hours now. So Doors open. I I calmly get inside. I get taken to the very back of the showroom where they have like the nice white lounge chairs and the big screen. And uh, yeah, we. Just, I mean, I was. It was kind of like um, what Ryan said. It was like three four minutes. Credit card goes in, thousand dollars. Thank you so much. Congratulations. And I just leave. And it's one of those weird things where if if you've ever done like concert tickets or a, a run Disney event or something like that, you're you're just at your computer just refreshing and refreshing and refreshing or even like now for COVID you're just constantly refreshing hoping you get your spot well it was over it's almost as if I had gotten on on a like a date with a celebrity and I'm leaving dinner I'm going that's it right like you just (laughs) like the hype was so great but now now it's like okay you have my thousand dollars and now you're just waiting another you know nine twelve hours to see the reveal um and they were late getting off. And then finally the car comes out. I'm seeing it on the live stream. And I'm just like, I, t- I remember turning to my ex and I'm like, yeah, they're keeping my thousand dollars. And so, <laughs> so, um, and then it was a long wait. It was, I was, uh, I was not like Ryan. I didn't want performance. I didn't want to have to go with the creme de la creme. Um, I went with long range rear wheel drive and I uh, was able to take delivery of my car April 27th. So it'll be uh, nearly a month from now when yeah. I took my car Early back in 2018. Days. Excellent. Yeah, in the early days. And you and you and your wife were the first to call me that day when I got my reservation. Or, I'm sorry, when I confirmed my purchase and then when I got my car. So, you know, snooping around. Good times, good times. Fine Lab has aligned protective coatings that were engineered to protect your Tesla's paint, leather, carpet, plastic, and wheels, effectively blocking all those UV rays and environmental factors before they ever get to ruin your brand new baby. Fine Lab offers a complete line of car care products and ceramic coatings for both the do-it-yourselfer and professional detailers. Did we mention we also have the world's first self-healing coating? Check us out at finelab.com, that's spelled F-E-Y-N-L-A-B, to see the science behind the self-healing. Check out our product catalog and click contact us for a free quote from a certified installer in your area. Fine Lab and Tesla, we were meant for each other. All right. Well, n- last but not least, uh, we want to hear from Kenneth Bacor. Now, for those of you guys probably remember back in the early days of uh, Model 3, uh, Ken and I were doing a show called Model 3 Owners Club Show, and then uh, things changed and rebranded and went different ways. Uh, so I wanted to get Ken back on and talk about his experience, and of course, maybe we can reminisce about the early days of waiting for a Model 3, which, oh God, that almost felt like interminable. All right, Ken, take it away. Well, I waited almost five years for my Model 3 when I finally got it. But <laughs> Can't hold the record. Way. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was a different experience uh, for me than what you have all described because I did not go to any stores to, to stand in line to make a reservation. I was following um, the, the, the news releases, the announcements. I had only just a few months prior to that 
in the late part of 2015 found out about the EV marketplace and it was through uh, the local newspapers when I read an article about some, you know, cash for cars, like the government's giving you some incentives. What's this, you know, save 10,000 bucks on a car or something. So I started started getting interested in EV and EVs and following it. And of course, I uh, saw when, when Elon was going to do the reveal uh, for the Model 3. And I said, well, if Tesla comes out, because they're great cars, but if they come out with something affordable, I think I can make make the jump to it uh, because I, I'm a big believer in in uh, electricity and environment and all that stuff. So um, I had just basically just been waiting for the reveal to happen. And in fact, I didn't even watch it live because I was on a plane at six in the morning on April 1st uh, to the U.S. on that Friday morning. So I, I needed to sleep because I had to pack. Um, then get some sleep and then get to the airport here about four in the morning ish or something to go through customs and all that stuff and to, to get on my six o'clock flight out of Toronto. So I actually watched the reveal um, after the fact. I didn't see any news or anything about it because I slept through it, uh, literally, and watched it at about 4.35 in the morning while I was sitting at the gate waiting you know, for, for, the, for the gate to open. And um, uh, same sentiments, I think that you said, Ryan and, and you know Trevor and Ian and Eric. I mean, when I saw the Model Three come out, especially that silver one, really still uh, resonates with me as well on the white interior. But they they were all gorgeous. I said, "Wow, that's 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 just fantastic." What, what kind of specs? And when he went into the specs, and I said, "Wow, that's great range." And what's the price? Thirty five grand. Are you kidding me? You know, do the math. Okay, it's like forty something Canadian. That, that's not bad, you know, by comparison. And, and yeah, it was anticlimactic. I did the online reservation right after I watched the reveal and, uh, and then got my email right away saying, here's your, your reservation. Mm -hmm. So I had that, um, and, uh, kind of, you know, said, okay, great. Now what? And, you know, I think Trevor, you know, that I started to, uh, as everybody does get into the internet to see, to follow as much information that I can and stumble on uh, Trevor's forum and, you know, the rest is kind of history for us. But it was, for me, it was my my starting journey to the to the EV, you know, a roadway that I'm still on today. That I'm still continuing that journey through my iteration of, uh, of I ended up not getting a Model 3 originally. I canceled my reservation because um, when I, I was looking for the base, I was looking for the budget Model 3 that was always in my playbook. And with uh, our government that was going to come into power provincially, uh, or like state uh, government, they were getting rid of all the green programs. So we knew there were, the clock was ticking on the incentives, which were 14 grand at the time here in Ontario. And I didn't want to lose it, and I couldn't afford the high end, so and the low end wasn't coming, or the base. So I shopped around, ended up getting uh, at least on lease, so I could take advantage of that and get my feet wet into the EV marketplace for a couple of years, and then you know you know use the equity and everything from the leaf and, and my experience. And then get my Model Three um, long range all wheel drive, which I got last September. And and as you folks have said, um, it is a pleasure to drive every time I get in it. It is uh, a unique experience; it never gets boring. And uh, but also, it's it just it does its job, right? I don't even think that about it being electric anymore. I just get in and go, and do what I have to do. And I think that's the beauty of EVs nowadays: is that you know. And that's what we try to get across to uh, to other consumers who are thinking is don't worry about all the, the you know, charging thing and how long and this and that and efficiency and, and you know, miles per watt hour. Don't worry about that. Just get in and go and plug it in overnight and you're ready to go the next day. 
Ken, you remember in the early days when we were doing our show, I think it was pretty much us that kind of coined the phrase that the Model 3 was really the iPhone moment of yes. the car industry. Yeah. And looking back on it, that was pretty accurate in a lot of ways. Dead accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> However, that in a presentation, actually. So I do, yeah. uh, some, of, some of the folks know I'm part of the Electric Vehicle Society up here in Canada. Trevor, you are too. We're all doing a lot of public outreach. And I do have like an EV 101 uh, talk that I do to get people, you know, history of EVs and kind of evolution and, and you know, what's available in the Canadian marketplace and some price points and pros and cons about it. And I put that slide in there. So, you know, model, you know, the iPhone moment I bought picture of Steve Jobs with his iPhone and then I go to the Model 3 because it was unheard of you know at the reveal right there were already 130 some 140,000 reservations sight unseen as you said earlier Ryan you know that people were lining up for a car and that was industry changing that was never mind game changing but industry changing in the marketplace and really woke up a sleeping giant that is now the EV industry. The other observation too at the time is when we we're doing the show we kept hearing the same refrain refrain 2020 2020 2020 here we are five years later didn't quite work out to be 2020 <laughs> no the skies didn't open and evs didn't yeah. fall out of the sky last year i mean year, don't get me wrong i'm glad to see things like the yeah. maki and the taycan and yes. now the id3 and the id4 um however it's it's been a it's been a slow uh ramp up for these other manufacturers get on there um, it is you know i i vividly recall speaking of the reservations uh that, that kenneth was talking about yeah, I have a one of the pictures I dug out of my phone today and posted on on social media. It's a shot of the stage after the event. They kept a running count, yeah. uh, a live mm -hmm. feed at mm -hmm. the event. Uh, if you, you know, so you're just kind of milling about, and I have a picture. It's on my Twitter today. Of it's it was at like 133,000, yeah, and that. of course, and um, what's funny is I vividly remember in the aftermath of that, you know, the, the as you guys all know, the, the entire rest of the industry just stuck their heads in the sand after the model three. And, uh, they, they, you know, there's like, no, oh, this, whatever, this isn't a thing. And mm -hmm. they, they all, a, a number of them like mock idea of reservations for a car and, Oh, you'll never build all these. And now they literally all take reservations <laughs> for upcoming models. Yeah. Yep. A lot of what uh, Tesla has been doing straight out of the Apple playbook in a lot of ways, which is, you know, has its pros and its cons. How many of you have kept your, um, your 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 Model Three thank you letter from Elon. <laughs> I, I never got mine. You I never still have it. Did. No, never got it for whatever weird uh, reason. Mine arrived yeah. bent, but I, you know I've, mm. I put it in a in a thing. Yeah, I, I got to put mine together. It's it's in the storage room right next to me in in this hermetically <laughs> sealed you know container. But I, I've got to present it. It's but no, I, I definitely that was like wow. I thought that was a very classy touch. Yeah, that was nice. What about what about the uh, the little figurine car, the model car? Diecast one. I got a good story. <laughs> I got that one. Do you? Yeah, I, I got one. Mine's red. I, I was, but mine's red. Seem, yeah, they they all seem. I got to a be good story a lot about of them. that. So, we'll when I ordered my Model Three, because <clears throat> for those of you who've been paying attention, I didn't get a Model Three <laughs> at first. I ended up Mr. Going Model down. Three Owners Club. Didn't <laughs> get all my. Neither God. of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, anyways, I went down the path. Bought a Model X. Kept that for a couple years, mainly because. I wanted the performance model three. And when I was ready to buy a Tesla, it wasn't available and I had the money to spend and I was just coming off a lease. So I need to get something. So I said, you know what? I'll buy a Tesla. Um, I always admired the model X. So I figured, you know what? I got the money. I'll, I'll buy it and we'll see what happens. So anyways, long story short, when I ended up ordering my model three, which was in August, 
let's see, early August of 2019. I didn't get it for like a month. I made the classic mistake of not ordering at the end of a quarter so I could get it in time. You know, I ordered at the start of a quarter and, you know, it takes a long time to get. Anyways, so I, I remember going down to the Tesla uh, local showroom and, you know, I was talking to my delivery advisor and just chatting and stuff. I was down there for some other reason, whatever. And I happened to mention to him, I said, hey, you guys still giving out those little, you know, Model 3 gift things? And he says, oh, yeah, sure. And he had known some of my troubles because that was at the time when Tesla was doing an end of quarter push and they were just giving anybody who walked into the showroom, you know, all kinds of like, we'll give you free paint or a white interior or whatever you want. And here I am, I'm waiting seven weeks and I got zilch. So I was a little, I mean, I just felt it was a little unfair. I run a forum. Don't you know who I am? I I didn't, no, I, I didn't. I didn't pull that string. But anyways, the delivery advisor know, knew that I was a little frustrated over the matter. So anyways, I walked in. I asked him about the little car thing because I was just curious. He says, hold on. So he goes around back and comes back out and had one of those beautiful little black Tesla bags. He mm-hmm. says, here. So I went in my car and opened up. He gave me four of them. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave away all of them and I kept, uh, I kept nice. one. I took it apart and I actually painted it to match my car. So I painted the interior and painted the exterior of the car. So it's white on white. I love so. I love how that's Canadian math. I gave away all of them, but I kept one. Well, at a thirteen percent tax rate, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. going on, right? That's about right. <laughs> just about, just about. Anyways, that's my story about uh, about that. Exactly. Now, I, w- I wanted to add something. I was just thinking about it today before the show that we've got to be close to the million serial number. The VIN. we got to be really well, close. Well, we do know not... the, the, the millionth Tesla right. ever made was actually a Model Y. We know right. that. But as far as Model 3 is concerned, oh, yeah, they got to be over. they got to be over. over you. I hadn't heard anything sure. like when you combine China's output or oh, yeah. are they well, running they made, different VINs. Yeah, almost none of them in 2017. Mm-hmm. 2018, they didn't really, they hit, they didn't hit like 5,000 a week until July. So, yeah, if you, if you extrapolate, yeah, that's, I mean, you're right. That's got to be. Mine close. was in the 780s back in September, so they've got to be getting up there. Oops. Yeah, they've hmm. got to be up there. It's be interesting, though, because we're at the end of the quarter right now. I mean, literally April 1st is tomorrow. We don't know when they're going to release their numbers. It should be fairly quick. Fairly Probably soon. Friday. Yeah. Um, they better know. because I'm recording Friday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please, Tesla. I need Are you summer. calling us 170,000 as some other analysts are? I, you know, I don't know. I'd have to go look at, like, the what last year's q1 was and i don't know i i'm just sort of curious if they i am expecting wall street to be unhappy uh Mm. because they typically are (laughs) typically they always uh, are at the end of a quarter but well also i mean this might this i will say this might be the first quarter in uh you know what eight plus years yep there were there's not a single model s yep i mean there may be a couple of inventory cars right that they yeah. They wiped off of lots and then zero Model X too, unless it's again, same thing, maybe an inventory. They haven't car delivered. No, they will not have delivered a single one of the refreshes, even right. though they've been making them for but a they, while. But they also haven't mm-hmm. delivered any, you know, they stopped, they stopped uh, back on, you know, over the holidays. So the whole, uh, an entire quarter without the S or X, fu- mm-hmm. uh, functionally speaking. So yeah. I, I expect that will not end well for as far as the stock price on uh, what you know Monday probably. I would I would imagine the there might be some. I mean, you're right; it's not the new the new models, but I would think that some of the ones that were built before production ceased in December 
would have delivered early in this quarter. So you might see like very tiny, tiny a numbers. Minuscule number. Yeah, just right. Just carry uh, I mean, over. It may, a three-figure number at the most, probably. Right, a few hundred, if that, between the two vehicles combined, not even yeah. a thousand. Yeah. yeah. Model 3 and Model Y uh, have basically been carrying Tesla throughout this whole quarter. Um, as far as delivery numbers are concerned, well, the outlier really here is China. Right, because they yeah. might have really ramped up Shanghai to take off some of the slack and stuff. Because I know the demand is still really, really strong in China. And so. and the Y has been delivering. Yeah, started so many you know, slow up, but it's it's there, it's going. So yeah, I'm but if you have two, if you have two cars being delivered and you hit six figures in deliveries, that's an astounding thing to do with just two models. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on um, the current status of uh, of the Model 3 in, in terms of, I mean, we just saw a refresh a few months ago, uh, you know, fairly significant amount of refreshes, you know, we got the heat pump now, uh, you know, they got the power lift gate, which is obviously one of the things that people were always wishing that the, that the Model 3 had right from the beginning. Still no um, air suspension, which I was right about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I really like my Model 3 just the way it is. I mean, I have a lot of add-ons and stuff on it at this point so i have no desire um to 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 trade in or switch it or whatever um just i got a lot of equity in the car too so i don't know anybody have a desire to trade trade anything in i know eric you don't you know i mean take this car off my dirty uh, my uh my dead my cold dead hands right <laughs> well to to your point though trevor i mean the model three in in a what is clearly you know it this is the intention, you know, it's there to financially stabilize the company. That's the whole point of it, then to forward their their mission and their movement. But it's it is really the first time it or the long it's like the longest in Tesla history that a, a car has ever gone without like really materially evolving. Like because the Model X, excuse me, the Model S, I mean the X2, but the S every year would just get better in some fundamental way i mean we started with the the p85 then there was the p85 plus that and you know a year a year or so later the p85d you know dual motor all-wheel drive and the, the performance that that brought changed things in a big way we went to the p90d real quick the p100d even was not too long after that and then to and then the the range just kept going as the, you know they the, the raven refresh and now the 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 full-on uh, interior refresh and the new Model S, like, but whereas the Model Three, like, it is the range has gone up as they've made some efficiency and battery advancements. But like my 2018, one of the first performance Model Threes. If you buy the exact same car today, a red in exterior, white interior performance Model Three, it's not really any better than my car. Uh, like, it's they've. Other than like you get the power lift gate now on the on the trunk, and and I guess you know a little bit better performance in cold weather yeah. with the heat pump, but that they, they've really like they've they have not uh, done the sort of typical Tesla thing of just constantly getting so so much better so quickly that if you buy one three months later, you're getting one that's like materially better than than the one that your neighbor bought three months ago. Yeah, I think the, the the biggest improvement really on the Model Three, uh, you know, especially from the early days, because um, uh, Ken and I had seen one of the very very early VINs, like we're talking like two fifty, yeah, really early really made up. Yeah, what was the software and how much the software had improved? Yeah. Um, you know, we were very fortunate to get our our hands on an early car and doing a whole inside, you know, review. Uh, the one thing that we hit. didn't show, of course, we cut out was all the crashes that it was having. <laughs> 
<laughs> it crashed a lot. Well, even I'll add on that. Um, I some other Tesla employee friends of mine had uh, took delivery of a. I forget it was it was in the it was a three digit VIN, right? It was an early car employee car, and in no the beginning of November of 2017, they reached out and they were like, "We'll come by. Do you want you want to drive it?" And I mean, this was like a dream come true because I'd been waiting so long for this thing, mm-hmm. and back then. That was the early days still of of Tesla's autopilot after they'd moved off of Mobileye and it sucked at that yeah. point in time. Like, and I don't say that lightly, but we we I took it, we, we drove across the Golden Gate Bridge into the North Bay, and there's like a it's just like a you know 65 mile an hour speed limit, curvy freeway, and at speed it the autopilot couldn't handle the curves it, at that point in time. It could not hold the curves. So it's it's really come an incredibly long way on the software side. Yeah, it's I agree really with you amazing. 100%. I mean, I had a Model X at the time that had hardware 2.5 in it with the new autopilot stuff, and the, it was really bad. I mean, I mean, when we first got the, the lane change, it was so aggressive. And uh, anyways, but yeah, it, it's improved considerably. I mean... Um, Ryan, do, you don't have FSD yet on, on the test, uh, the beta thing? Uh, I do not. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm one of the many waiting for the button. Mm, yeah. Same with us. So, uh, remains to be seen whether I, uh, I get that eventually. <laughs> we seem to be second cousins to everybody, but, um, I know, I know we're going to lose Ryan in just a few minutes. Yep. I just wanted to get in one question, Ryan, what, uh, all your experiences when, since you've had the car, what's been your favorite moment that stands out since you've actually had it? One thing, if you can think of. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I mean, um, you've had it on the track. I, it, the drag strip once, drag, oh, uh, yeah. which was okay. super fun. That was that was a thrill. Um, I yeah, I I do want to get like professional track instruction before I. Like, cause I can't break that car because it's the most expensive <laughs> thing I own. Um, yeah. but like, honestly, like this sounds dumb, uh, n- not going to gas stations anymore. Oh. Like is seriously the best thing because, okay. and I'm not trying to be like this, like EV, you know, it's like the South park episode in San Francisco where right. all the Prius drivers are sniffing glasses of their own farts, <laughs> which is a classic episode and totally on point for San Francisco, by the way, I say as a San Francisco resident, it is. Yeah. Anyway, that's another show, but um, but it just it really is like I mean, in in the pandemic, it's only heightened my uh, gratitude for not having to do that because yeah. I like I've been I have asthma. I've been like being extra kind of crazy and careful about about the pandemic as much as I can. But but it really is just like I love never having to worry about it. Like it's just. You just get in the car in the morning and it's ready to go. And that that is probably the best. I mean, I use I, I use autopilot every single day. I bought enhanced autopilot with my car for five thousand and I did add the three thousand full self-driving later. I feel like I've completely gotten my money's worth already, in all honesty. I know I totally get the whole like I get people's hesitancy at ten grand. That's a mm. that's a tall order for for what's there now but like i just it's on the on the on the freeway it's just like yeah, you boss. just i turn it on every mm-hmm. single day every single time i'm out and yeah it's it's really just a phenomenal piece of technology that that i i mean i will never go back i mean 
maybe someday some other manufacturer will make something better, but I you just you couldn't you really like short of a nostalgia purchase of buying another DeLorean someday as like hmm. if I ever had the space for it and the disposable income. But yeah, you really couldn't pay me to go back to a gas car. That's that's how good Teslas are at being like 21st century cars. They're just mm -hmm. they're just incredible. To it's me. funny. I'm with you on the gas thing. I mean, I pass a gas station. I look at the price and go, oh, that's what it costs today. Hmm. OK. <laughs> Very it's kind of like it's kind of like when you transition from when I went from like DOS and Windows all those years and I'm thinking, oh, how easy it is to use a computer. And then I went to Mac and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> and you just you can't see yourself going back to that. And you see friends who are still using DOS and you're like, what are you doing? Do you not know that this other thing exists? Get a hold of your life. And and, you know, and I will tell you, like the just the the filth of pumps like you always leave wanting to wash your hands and clean your hands uh it is one of the, like other than currency it's one of the most disgusting things you can make contact with every day and i, I to uh, trevor's point i never think about what the cost of gas is like if i if i'm at an intersection where i'm stopped and i'm looking around i'll turn over and see oh gas is is two sixty nine nowadays wow that seems expensive like i just i don't even consciously think, think about that mm -hmm. anymore yeah Guys, thank you so much for having me. I hate thank to you, talk, Ryan. duck and run in the middle of the show, but this was fun. Happy 100th episode and happy fifth anniversary of the Model 3. Thank you, I'll my see you friend. Guys soon. Appreciate it. Ooh, Thanks, Ryan. Thanks see so you. much, man. And then there were four. <laughs> well, we're always very appreciative of uh, time, uh, of Ryan's time for uh, for joining in on the podcast and stuff. It's always nice to hear from him. He's a super busy guy. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, I do want to. I want to. I want to take this moment uh, now that Ryan's gone, because you guys were talking about uh, uh, specifically Trevor and with uh, Ken <clears throat> about the early iterations of your show, and I got to tell you, I think we tend to underestimate just how invaluable that was um, to Tesla as a whole, but also just to the community you've helped cultivate. I'm someone who, uh, and I mentioned this on our clubhouse discussion earlier today, that by the time I went to take delivery of my car in April 2018. There was not any single thing I could think about at delivery day that I didn't already know. And I remember my delivery specialist was saying, do you have any questions? I'm like, oh, I know how to set up my profile. I know how to establish my key card. Like everything that I thought I needed to know heading into that uh, experience, I pretty much already knew thanks to the two of you. And I would imagine that countless numbers of people who were not forum subscribers, who weren't actively scouring all this information the way they were. They were learning about the vehicle through your YouTube channel and watching you two do your show. Uh, so I just want to say on, on a day like today, uh, I know I would not be as informed as I was uh, if it wasn't for your videos. And I think all of us still are in much indebted gratitude uh, for what you guys helped cultivate and uh, continue to do, which is support the EV community as all. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah. We certainly didn't feel the that way at the time. We were we were in the same boat as everybody else. Just like uh, I'm so excited about this car. Who can I talk to about? Well, that's real. Yeah, I mean, the, the camera just happened to be rolling, right? It really goes to Trevor's inside source at Tesla, but that's another story. Uh, so uh, you he, know. that person. But, yeah, but, be, but still, like you mentioned, yeah. like, being one of the yeah. first to have in Canada, one of the first to be able to do a full walk around of the car and that meant a lot for people mm -hmm. here in the US who still had not sight unseen. I mean, we knew that, I mean, this is something I want to talk about with uh, Ryan before we left, which is we knew that reservations started globally 
way over there in the pan in the pan pacific region and then worked its way westward but deliveries were in the reverse which is yeah. if you lived in california you were the last reserve but the first to get deliveries and so i was someone who you know while i waited in line at boca i knew in my mind i'm two years away from seeing this car in person and to have seen you guys go through the the walker through that was so immensely important uh mm -hmm. because it was able to give us like, here's not a prototype. Here's the actual car. And you're, I mean, your tape measures out. You're measuring everything. I'm like, that's got a lot of storage. Oh, my God. That's pretty cool. Yeah. God, Ken's legs are really sexy. So it was, <laughs> it was all this, all this interesting, <laughs> all this really cool stuff. God bless you. And, and. <laughs> that's the um, beverage speaking there. That's right. So, so it was, it was really cool to have that experience because that then just only brought me back to the excitement of the day of the reveal to like now realizing how tangibly close this really is. And then, you know, once I started seeing Model 3s in my area in South Florida, then I knew it was only a matter of time before I got mine. And I think it was about two months after I saw my first one that I ended up getting mine. You know, we, we did the video because we're in the same boat as everybody else. We were just this frustrated with the lack of information. And like we wanted to know ourselves. Uh, so when we had the, uh, when we had an opportunity to, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, his name is John. He lives in Texas. He was yeah. really, really nice and invited us down. He says, here, you can have the car for a couple of days. Do what you want with it. And uh, we were super grateful. So, John, if you're mm -hmm. watching, thank you very much. You're, you're, Thanks, uh, you're, a saint. Yeah. you're a saint. I saw him last year in Austin when I was Oh, yeah? There, so. Oh, he's yeah. such a really yeah. nice guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it was it just scratched a niche that everybody had. And that's why I think mm -hmm. the video did so well at the time because nobody else had the kind of information that, that, um, that was out there. Um, and, and I was going to add about driving the show. I mean, really, it was the passion of what Tesla represented and what they were, you know, the reaction to the market that we saw, knowing that this is a game changing vehicle. Yes, there's going to be other Tesla models, going to be other EVs, but what they did to for the direction of the EV marketplace, even though Ryan was right, a lot of the OEMs stuck their heads in the sand for a couple more years trying to ignore it but we all know what's going on now so you know trevor and i felt that we we knew that this was something big right it wasn't just a car you know it was something special that was going to really uh impact the world that we've never seen the likes of in that marketplace before i mean the ford you know mustang 64 and a half kind of was maybe something early you know sixty thousand or so pre-orders they got for that car but nowhere near you know the electricity pun intended and excitement that uh, the model three brought so that's really what kind of spurred us on and those are those are really nice uh words that you're saying eric and we, we do hear that from other viewers from time to time i still get guys that email me saying hey you know i watched watch you on the model three and glad what you're doing what everybody's doing because uh it really helped to keep that momentum you know keep those keep people engaged and excited about the, the choice that they made to put you know a thousand dollars down on a car um, and wait two years, three years for it, or four years in my case, yeah. Yeah, since the Model 3, I mean, we've had the Model Y, but the Model Y, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, as nice of a car it is and it's doing well and stuff, it's just a smaller SUV version of a Model 3, so it's not mm -hmm. quite as exciting as it was in the Model 3 early days. I think the one car that's got me super excited, of course, almost on the same level, is really a Cybertruck. I'd love to get my hands on an early one and just go, you know, total deep dive on that one just as much, because yeah. if you think about it, that is the next vehicle that's really going to disrupt an emerging market, yes. which is, you know, the pickup truck market. Yeah. So I'm hoping that uh, somehow I can get a hold of one of those as soon as possible, maybe do the same thing. We'll see. And I think on that note, I was just going to add, I think the pickup truck market is really going to 
substantial uh, substantialized the EV marketplace because now you're hitting, you know, fleets and work uh, working class and guys that right. you know, people that need pickup trucks for many reasons. Yeah, you're hitting those guys with, uh, you know, with Cyber and, and Rivian and everybody who's followed after. You know, with that the, the even when the Ford with the F one fifty comes out, that's really gonna people are gonna say, wow, okay, EVs are real. I mean, I just watched. A video this morning about the uh, uh, the Jeep um, Magneto prototype, and I said, "Wow! I mean, that's I think that's going to turn the off-roading community in, in a positive way onto EVs because of what they they offer with the torque and everything." Um, so, I mean, again, that's going to be a game-changing a marketplace that's just going to get more eyeballs and say, "You know, they're real; they're here to stay." Let's let's get on the bandwagon. I also I also started thinking about what other vehicles could eventually make their way to being fully electrified, and I think about food trucks, fire engines. Uh, I mean, there's a number of uh, ambulances and things like that. Like, there's a number of vehicles that would would certainly be justified in making their transition from diesel or school buses, right? Like there's a number of vehicles we think about just, you know, that largely are idle. And when they're idle, they could be charging either at their home station or at the hospitals or whatever. And so, you know, this, this is a, a jumping point. I think the model three came to fruition at a time where the world desperately needed something to not only energize people, uh, uh, in terms of thinking about the environment and it, and their impacts on it, but also realizing, you know, the mission that Tesla's always set, which is we're trying to get sustainability. We're trying to, you know, decarbonize the atmosphere. And a way to do that is by having a car that just makes everybody interested in some form or fashion and makes them want to go, you know what, here's my money. Let me get myself into that seat. And we, we preach it all the time. Butts in seats makes a big difference. I mean, there's Tesla enthusiasts who, like us, put money down without even seeing the car first. But it was because... Like a, my, my a friend of mine who had owned a Model S, who was in line the day of the Model 3 uh, reservation day, uh, you know, he he had a chance to get the car, had me sit down in the Model S. And I was just like, my mind was blown in terms of the, the technology, which if you think back to yeah. the display at the time, we're, this is like DOS 3.1 <laughs> versus mm -hmm. what we're seeing today. But it's still it was still like nothing you'd ever seen before. And just riding in that car, I'm like, you don't hear anything. It's just an, the display was amazing, the comfort of the vehicle, everything about it. And I was just envious of that. And, and you know, there are some people who want to own them because it's a status symbol. I wanted to own it because I thought it was the most innovative, most advanced vehicle in the market, period. And as someone who is an environmentally conscious person, I'm like, that, that, to me, that's the car to get. And ever since I've had it, I still, I still to this day, will see kids and other people when I drive past them mm -hmm. and they're crossing the crosswalk or something, will kind of do the look. And I almost want to have a sign in the front of my windshield that says, yeah, it's a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. a great point. You know, so many out there, but people still do a double yeah. take. And I, I yeah. don't know if Elon really realized the impact that the Model 3 made. I mean, you know, all intents and purposes, it was a car to get them the financial stability that they need to get to where they are now. I was grow, just about right? to say that without the Model yeah. 3, Tesla most likely would not exist would been, today. They wouldn't be yeah, out of business. Yeah. It saved their bacon, literally. Yeah. And, and the, the impact that it had beyond just the financial benefits to, to make Tesla the strong company they are. I don't think he realized it. And, and obviously, you know, uh, it does, as you said, Eric, meet their their uh, mission statement of sustainable transportability, uh, transportation and furthering that. But really, you know, a lot of people don't realize that iPhone moment. It it really is that pivotal of a vehicle. And when you look back 20, 30, 40 years in history, 
going to have to point to the Model 3 from an EV standpoint as that's where it really started. You yeah. know, yeah, there were others out there, yes. They were doing some good so things, to, but this is where it started. To, to draw another parallel back to Apple again, and I mm -hmm. <laughs> just because that's what we're Because we can. Because we can. <laughs> um, see, the Model 3 is was the iPhone moment of the car industry to say, okay, look, electric vehicles are here to stay. It's this and that and the other thing. But at the same time, it was also like the iMac uh, from 1998. Uh, Tesla, uh, you know, Apple almost went out of business. And the iMac was the thing that saved them from bankruptcy, bought them yeah. a number of years till they got their operating system because at the same time they had bought a new operating system. And uh, that bought them lots of time, uh, you know, to get back on their financial feet and stuff. And of course, out of that came the iPod, uh, which was the jumpstart of, you know, Apple's climb to... Uh, uh, to record profits, of course, which still still happen to this day. So uh, it, it's very important to remember that the Model 3 really is a, a financial boon to, to Tesla. It, it wasn't always that way. Um, you know, they still uh, were struggling financially until they finally got things going. But now that they're on solid ground, um, it, it allowed them the breathing space to actually continue on with the other uh, projects that they have. You know, we, we know we have Semi coming, uh, you know, the Roadster to a little lesser extent, Cybertruck's the big one. Um, and, you know, of course, the fabled $25,000 car, which probably see sometime next year. Tesla Model 2 or something? No, it's not going to be knows? called Model 2. <laughs> <laughs> they're done with the whole model they're thing. They're done with the yeah, model they're, thing. They're done right. with it. Ian, you want to say something? Yeah, you know, I was kind of on board with everybody else when in 2016, you know, especially working with, with OEMs myself, I thought, I could just see it. I could picture in my mind when I saw the reservation numbers, you know, the day after the reveal, that OEMs across the world must have been scrambling to the, the drawing boards, like completely freaking out, like, oh, my God, this is way bigger than we anticipated. And then, of course, for about two years, we didn't see that, right? And it took me a while to... But what I realize now, it happened in retrospect, and I've, I've heard some whispers that this is actually true, is they didn't believe that Tesla could pull it off. They knew how hard it was going to be, and they were absolutely convinced it was going to sink them. And we know how close it came. I mean, you know, how where they were down to nine weeks, I think, of, of, of cash, liquid cash that they, they had from an operational standpoint at one point. I mean, that's how close they cut it. So it's really sad that the other OEMs just said, wait, they're well, they not probably behaved a lot like BlackBerry, right? Oh, we can't believe a computer company is going to come in and do a cell yeah. phone thing, right? Well, look yeah. what happened. Yeah. So, you know, they cost themselves at least two years. That's why they're so far behind, because they figured this was going to belly flop. It would take it out. Problem solved. Okay, back to business as usual. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, wrong. Wrong. Exactly. Well, yep. um, let me see here. What else can we talk about? Well, it is our 100th episode. So, uh, yeah. I know, that's like, awesome. Who would have thought that we'd be doing 100 episodes of this damn thing? <laughs> I know. When you told me earlier, I'm going, really, 100? Yeah, well, you know, oh, Ryan's sorry. way more prolific. I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, he has the dedication stuff. We don't have the dedication. It's just something we do just for fun. Or the schedule sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. a free beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we have fun, and uh, everybody yeah. has their own little way of doing things, and we mix it up and stuff, so it's always been fun. So having said that, of course, Eric has been there right from the beginning, and um, we Number certainly one. appreciate your, your humor, your candor, your rants, which were infamous, of course, and, of course. Epic. Eric is responsible for 90 plus percent of the uh, show titles. So I don't know what the hell we're going to do after he's gone for show you can titles. Just text me every once in a while. I can just throw in some stuff. Like, we, we discussed this. What are your thoughts? Yeah. And I'll just text a few ideas. Yeah. That's good. I, um, well, I, I know I, I uh, espouse about this on episode 99 and our last episode. And um, 
I am forever grateful. Uh, for those who don't know, I, I came to know Trevor and his wife Beverly when they were down for, I think it was a second Cars and Coffee event a few years ago. And um, it was it was interesting because a lot of the things I, I know today didn't come to fruition yet. But they came as a result of that uh, experience. And um, being the kind Canadians that they are, uh, they were so welcoming and gracious in my hometown, much less uh, going to their place. And um, we befriended ourselves very quickly, and the rest is history. And I will tell you that when when Trevor approached me to do the show, having seen Ken's <laughs> uh, Ken and Trevor's videos, I, I kind of thought to myself, why in the living hell is he asking me to be a part of this thing? Um, I, I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the tie-ins. Uh, I, I certainly don't have the gravitas these guys do. Um, I'm no, but it was your personality, man. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's my dickishness. I understand. Um, and your legs too. <laughs> and and at, least, I, at least you I, had yes. the car. That's yes, right. <laughs> he, 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 he owned a Tesla. That's right. Um, so so it it was um it was. And uh, I was I was as embarrassed about it then as I am today, uh, because we've done nearly a hundred shows together. Uh, and I'm sorry that our good friend Michael Bodner could not make it tonight. Oh, I'm he so was sorry, a good Michael. he was a, he was a good part of that. Um, he and I have lost touch over the years. Um, so Michael, if you're hearing this, I, I love you dearly. I hope you, Jaina, the girls are all doing fantastic. Um, Miss you, bud. Uh, Raphael's been a part of this journey. It's just Nutmeg. Hello, Nutmeg. If you're watching this on YouTube, Nutmeg's uh, popped in. Okay. Uh, if you're on the podcast, as always, uh, sucks to be you. So um, I, I, I did not think we'd ever hit 100 shows. <laughs> I've had, like, weird lighting. I've been in different backgrounds. I mean, most of now I have I a moved. treadmill or a bike behind me. I've moved around a number of times. Um so I am I am forever grateful for this. And again, for those who've been asking, don't worry, I'm not leaving in perpetuity. This is just more of a I'm not going to be a regular anymore. My nine to five, seven day a week job already consumes much of my Tesla brain power. So to talk shop with these guys every week is uh, is sort of weighing on me for a bit. Um, I love it. This is certainly a reprieve from everything that's been going on. Um, but I am forever grateful. And and you've expounded uh, so much knowledge onto me as I have onto you. Uh, you've expanded my reach, my audience. You've helped me reach 8,000 supercharging credits. Uh, Trevor, don't even talk about your number. Or I'll slap you. Um, <laughs> I don't use and, them. <laughs> I know you don't. No, we're not using them. But, but I do I do hope, honestly, I do hope to be able to visit Canada this summer. I've got oh, my yes. first vaccination shot yesterday. Yay. Uh, so I am, I am now Congrats. halfway through this. And um, yeah, uh, Canada, if you're listening, whatever documentation you need, just let me know. Reach out to me. Find me on Twitter, EC Fix. Just please tell me what I need to bring, and I'll make sure I bring it. It's okay, well, to bring, Trevor and I'll, I know this tunnel in, uh, in Quebec. Yeah, I'll bring. <laughs> you, want, you, you, want to, you want to bring some <laughs> well, American yeah. food? I'll bring some American food. You want some Arby's? What do you like? What do you want? We have the meats. I don't know. What do you, what do you want from me? In and out. You in want and you, you want in milk in a yeah, jug yeah. versus in a bag? I got milk in jugs. I'll bring some milk. <laughs> what do you want? You want you want us to bring the imperial measuring system? I'll bring it no, with no, us. No, 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 no. Fine. Keep that. Uh, we're already a, we're already kind of a mixed bag up here. As far as we're already concerned. messed up, we don't need that again. Yeah. No, listen. We really appreciate you, buddy. I mean, yeah. you're always Thank welcome you. on the show. We've uh, you know we've always enjoyed your company. It's always been fun. It's always fun when you get uh, a little drink in you too, because it loosens you up. It's always fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have. Uh, I was talking to guys before the show. Because I, I walked into our recording studio, and uh, I had two drinks in. So if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, I have two different glasses. Yep. 
in one of the glasses, which is now empty, I had a um, uh, friend of mine, this home brews. I had a home brew cider that was about 8% uh, alcohol by volume. And now I'm drinking, uh, which is almost empty. This is all I have left. This is a, um, a gluten-free beer because I am I have suffered from celiac. Not that you give a crap. Um, but I this is a beer from a brewery called Greens, which is a Belgian company. And uh, they make several different kinds of ales. I'm big on uh, IPAs and that sort of thing. So this is, um, I'm into hops. I like hops. And, and I used to drink really good stuff before I found out that I had celiac. So I will go now into like my local liquor store and just have like a sad face half the time like <laughs> that beer is so delicious <laughs> so but here's to not dying yes excellent well uh i think that's about it for tonight um, i want to say thank you everybody for tuning in i know that your time is valuable and stuff but uh, i thought it was important to to get a bunch of the og crowd as much as i could back into the show to talk about the 100th episode of course and also celebrate the 50th anniversary of the model 3 reveal i think uh the world's better for it not so much mm -hmm. on our show part, Very but, so. you know, on the Model 3. And uh, big thank you, Ken, for joining us, of course. Thank you for having me. Early, early it's a pleasure, and, and congrats again. Yeah, thank you very much. So since you're our guest, uh, where can people find you if they want to chat with you there, Ken? EV Revolution Show on YouTube, uh, at EV Rev Show Twitter, and I don't know, something on Instagram, whatever. I don't do much <laughs> there, so just focus on those There's ones. too many social media enough. platforms, isn't there? I can't get into that. <laughs> I, I don't have enough time. I'm like Eric. There's not enough hours in the day for all that. Right. Uh, if you guys want to know where you can find Ken, I'll put uh, links in the uh, show in the podcast yeah. description so you guys can go and link to it. All right. Uh, Ian, you're next. I'm going to keep Eric for last because, you know, he's. Uh, I want to give him a little extra time. So, Ian, where can people find you? Well, uh, first of all, huge, huge shout out to our man, Eric. I just want to um, express my personal thanks for all of the joy that you brought me personally working with you on this show. It's been absolutely amazing, bro. I mean, I, I cannot tell you how many times I've almost hit the floor dying. God, we've laughed I mean, before, so much with him. Some of the best is unfortunately the stuff we haven't recorded. And oh, yeah. It shouldn't oh, have been boy. recorded, but oh, the moments. We, one day we have to do a cutting room floor special. But, do a Patreon man, show for those that's special it. folks. Mm. But yes, as as we bestowed upon you your new title of irregular co-host, <laughs> you're going to be held to. Okay, so you're in you know, more ways than one. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was perfectly fitting, so we're going to hold you to that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Ian Pavelko is the handle. Uh, you can also find me Tesla Owners Online. The handle is Mad Hungarian. If you have any kind of technical questions uh, pertaining perhaps to wheels, tires, or related things, I'm, I'm happy to help you out. Uh, DMs are open on Twitter as well. Happy to help anybody who's got questions in this regard. And finally, if you're looking for the legendary Evolveware, the origins yes. of which we spoke today, you can find that at uh, Teespring, T-E-E-Spring.com. It's actually now called Spring.com, but if you uh, still punch it, it does, exactly. You can go there and just look for a Mad Hungarian Evolveware. Just put that in the search thing, and you'll, you'll come to my little shop with all the variations. Excellent. All right, Eric, let's have it. Well, uh, first and foremost, if you guys listen to the show, please like, subscribe, review wherever you get your podcast. This is the Tesla Owners Online Show. It's not just about us. It's about you guys as well as the community. Uh, make sure you go to the forum. It is 100% free. It's like TurboTax and all those things. It's just it's free, 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 for free, free, free. And as Trevor pointed out today on Twitter uh, when we taped the show, it's Wednesday, uh, you can sign up using your Facebook account or Google, and it's 100% free. So join the club. It's actually not a cult. It's a club. There's a difference. <laughs> um, 
So with that being said, thank you so much for the time. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Again, my handle is ECFIX, E-C-F-I-X. I also have a really quirky podcast. I did not record this week. I'm very sorry. Uh, but it's called Call Me Curious. Uh, it's a 10-minute podcast because, again, we're time-constrained in life. And it's an informative, trivial educational podcast where I find random facts about the world and present them to you 10 topics 10 minutes that way you can listen to it while you're taking a shower or you can listen to it while you're making your breakfast or listen to it while you're uh, you know helping your kid with their homework whatever it is 10 minutes 10 topics call me curious find it wherever you get your podcast and last but not least you can find me on the forum I am a hidden icon as an easter egg somewhere on the site <laughs> so good luck finding it if you see it congratulations you win nothing <laughs> excellent well thank you eric for uh, joining us as usual like i said he's going to be an irregular um guest on the show so uh also i want to mention too that uh, i know we didn't do viewer listener questions this week we had just too many guests on uh we will return to that format uh, on the next episode so if if you had any questions about tesla or otherwise uh just look for the uh, form that i will post on the day of the recording and stuff and you guys can shoot your questions and uh, we certainly value that and we really appreciate all the questions um, we love that interaction but we had to skip it for this week all right yeah well i guess that leaves me if you want to follow me it's super easy just look for tesla owners online twitter uh, form, whatever the case may be. You, you know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just one of those guys, you know, just uh, like Beetlejuice three times and I pop up, right? Google it. That's right. Google it, guys. That's what it's for. All right. Well, that's it for tonight, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for joining, guys, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Stay safe. Bonsoir, tout le monde. Get your vaccines. Yes. Wear your masks. Oh, I can't wait.